0: Hello and broadcast <laughs> we go. from the beautiful central coast of California. No, it's the Dr. Like Death Danger Radio Show.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get the hang of it. We're still new at this. What? No, it's <coughs> Oh,
0: All right, all right, all right, all right How's it going everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Triple D Radio Show With their host and boys, James and Edward Edward, what's good? What's on today's lineup?
1: K y'all, so we've K-tall? got K y'all So we've got the Que n- It's it's Spanish And I said K and then y'all it's another way of saying what's up, basically. So today we've got a we've got a special episode. It's only special because this is the last for the moment Metallica record. We uh, we you know this this uh, the space between the spe- the last episode and this one was just enough to where it was like you know what the m- new Metallica album is coming out in a few days. Let's just because we had a record we were going to do
0: for the CAR but it well, was like then, hey a new Metallica came out before we recorded so yeah hey, might as well fucking finish this yeah as one journey ends another begins oh another so journey, what's journey begins the next right. journey
1: so for your main event we've We've got something special for you guys today. This is a show from the geniuses at VH1, a show called Super Group, where five dudes from across the rock and metal universe uh, come together to save rock
0: and roll or whatever. Yeah, and and if you need more info on that, there's timestamps in the description that you can just... Fast forward to any part of the show that you desire, yeah. and don't worry, I don't care. I don't want you won't hear me going. Ah. <laughs> you fast forward why? Oh no, you want to go to me in the media show? How how dare you? Oh! Ah! Or do that thing. Or that do you, you want to go to hot or not? Yes, I have a hot or not. I made sure.
1: Yeah, or do that thing YouTubers do? I hate where they show the thing on screen where it's like, "Hey, it looks like only about two percent of you watching the videos are subscribed." It's like I hate that. I fucking hate that. It's like can you? It's ju- like you know what that makes me want to do not not, su- not subscribe. Yeah, that makes me want to say, "Uh, fuck off." I think the only thing I might hate more is when the video's going. And they green screen in, like, the mouse clicking the subscribe button and the notification bell. I hate it. Yep. Or when the video's not even started, it's like, hey, guys, welcome to my new video. Today, uh, I don't know, we're going to be doing a philosophical deconstruction of the Ape Escape soundtrack. But before we get into this, guys, if you want to see more videos like this, click that like and subscribe. And it's like, homie, I just got here. I don't know who you are. I'm not going to like and subscribe until I've seen the video. I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't like the shilling hustle culture.
0: I shill. Hustle, fucking munchkin. <laughs> sorry, you're fucking. You have to make a career on YouTube. Yeah. But either way, Ed, what's good?
1: Not much. Anything you want
0: to talk? Anything you want to talk about in the cold open?
1: Uh, pfft,
0: no, I don't got much. <laughs> what about you? What about me? Well, I do have. I'm coming off. I'm not even coming off. It's still my weekend. Yes, this has been a, a busy, busy weekend. You're so a busy if bee. I was to break it down. All right. It honestly started on Thursday. And that's my Wednesday when I on my work week, but technically it's still Thursday of the work of the week. So it started literally because I have the show the day after on a Friday that I was about to play, and like one of the touring band, one of the bands that we have coming up, they came into town early, and they were all hanging out at Oceanfront Pizza in Cayucas. And I'm like, Yo, what? Yo, there's kickbacks at Oceanfront. Let's fucking hit it, yo, Mikey. Let's get the fucking yo, Waiky. Let's get that. Let's get those pies going. And literally, it's like it's hanging out in front of Oceanfront. Front. I'm hanging out with these fucking delinquents that are basically they're basically the same age as my, like, entire player, and they're just, like, all being hella delinquents, fucking smoking mad weed out in front of the pizza joint, mm, as we're course. literally, but like, bullshitting with the main pizza chef, It's all hanging out, just talking about Gregor and shit, as we're getting ready to do a show, like, the next day, but then, in turn, goes, like, yeah, well, we gotta go practice, and it's like, yo, kickback pra- practice, got- I got a camcorder here, I'm like, what, rehearsal footage? Hell fucking yes So it was like sitting there practicing with my uh, to do Grand core project While I had like people just all hanging out in this Space that we're recording in Just all bullshitting then doing makeshift Jams and doing another one through where like My guitar player was just like Yeah I'll fuck fade it I've been hitting it good right now so I'm all loosey goosey And I'm like fuck <laughs> Yeah And then, yeah, we did the fucking show the next day, which is a Friday, i.e. my my Thursday of the work week, which obviously, it was a good show. It did run a little late. Like, I didn't get home and in the bed till, like, 1.40 in the morning. Ouch. And then I had to wake up at, like, 7.40 to get then head to work. That's not too bad. Thankfully, work was extremely slow. That's good. Like, so slow. And it's, like, on a Saturday, which I don't have any other coworkers, and I know my supervisors they don't want to work, so I know they ain't checking in on my dumb ass, so I'm just fucking around for the first two hours. I literally went, because the show I played at was at a coffee shop, I literally went to that coffee shop the next morning to get a coffee to kick back, and then I went back and it was bullshitting, and then I, that's where I did the fucking work for the Metallica album we're reviewing. Yeah. But here's the thing. I also was going to go drive, all, drive four hours to go see a show that same day. Long late night and they go see a show. Luckily, the power of caffeine was on my side. I was pretty fucking wired when I was at the show. At the show, me and my guitar player Sev, we went and saw Despise You and Sex Prisoner. There were other bands on the bill like Scalp and God Collider, but I was sitting there as like, it's kinda late, kinda like, we're lagging on getting down. And honestly, I've seen Scalp before. It's just too fighty for it. It's too fighty for me. It's like, man, you're like, you're being too tough, boy. All right, I don't like it. (laughs) It's almost like there's a point where it gets too tough, boy. Yeah, it's like I get you're like trying to be very angry and toughy, but like I don't feel it. I'm not feeling it. I don't care. I've seen the band before, and it's just a lot of hardcore bros just doing the kickboxing. And I'm not against it too. I'm like I could do it too if it's a band I fuck with, but Scalp's not a band I fuck with. But I literally walked in and Sex Prisoner was setting up. I'm like, all right. Literally the bands I'm here to see a Sex Prisoner and Despise You. And Sex Prisoner was chill, but I know I was going to get the fuck down way harder for fucking Despise You. Which even then, I was like sitting there and just chill with Despise You. Like, I, I was chilling and like I was fucking getting down anytime Despise You. Well, in the early began when Despise You had like some DB friggin' like riffs going. But other than that, I'm just kicking back, just vibing good and shit. I had like this one drunk homie going like, Hey, dude, hey, are you gonna mosh? <laughs> hey, you're going to mosh? And I look at and I was like, hey, homie, i am mosh to the fucking songs I want. And then, like, literally any time it was, like, any older 90s song or song I really want to pop the fuck off for, I fucking was getting the fucked out. Low-key, I might have been Pit Boss. I don't know. I can't remember. And there was sometimes dudes were trying to kickbox or some like Despise You, but I'm like, all right, if I hear that one riff, it's not happening because I'm fucking running around like a human bullet, <laughs> fucking flying, like, going, like, wall-to-wall across, like, people and shit. I was just saying, like, so that was just me, just being like a freaking like. That's p- not bad. That should be p- your p- nickname p- for uh, when you play Mario Kart. Just being a fucking bully for yeah. No, the human bullet, uh, dude. Good human bullet. That's basically what I'm trying to do. Being a human flesh bullet and shit, <laughs> and then, like, and then after the show, I was bullshitting with a lot of people just like catch up. It was a very busy weekend and then like the day after it was Sunday, kind of was chill. Grab some brekkie burritos. My guitar player, Seb, went and go kicked it back with the homies that he brought up for the show on Friday. Sorry, they they brought up for the show on Friday and was just being just being more delinquent, Steve. Because he's fucking stuck with older people that don't well, like, want to be a fucking delinquent. Well, you know, they're as much young, might as well live young, I guess. Yeah, they want. Seb be-
1: keeps their nose pretty clean you know so
0: yeah but this is like the opportunity to not well yeah like true. these people were literally this i was like practice was like yeah we're hungry where should we go i'm like i don't know i don't know what my restaurants like honestly any grocery stores we're just gonna go and steal some food oh like literally it's like ah right, for sure Sitting, so it's like that huh yeah literally just fucking like hey yo where can we get some nos what a vibe check <laughs> yeah like let's get some nos let's go steal some food it's at the same time it's like uh like it's hard to say on the stealing no. It's really hard to say. I'm sure it's like people go like against it. I honestly don't care enough. Like, sorry, if Ralph's is a big corporation and you want to steal some Lay's potato chips. Yeah. But it's actually one of the people that in that band work at a Lay's factory. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So it's like at the same time, it's like, ah, just don't get
1: caught. I'm not bailing you out. Works at a Lay's factory, steals Lay's. Okay. That's not bad.
0: I was <laughs> just saying, there's a part of it where there's this, like, sometimes... I'll just say, if you if you sit there and you want to talk about having some commune and, like, you know, making stuff easy, then I am not going to trip if someone wants to steal a quick sandwich and, like, they... Now, do I think it's right? No. I don't think stealing's right. But there's part of me where it's like... There's a part of it, too, where it's like, America sucks, so... This time, just fucking do it. Who fucking cares? I'm more in the mentality of- what- Oh, no. <laughs> they're not going to make two, $3 for that bag of chips.
1: My my mentality on stealing's always been, like, if it's a case of, like, straight-up survivability, like, like this person might starve if they don't steal. In that sense, I'm like, yeah, no, do what you got to do. Okay. In this case, I mean, they're probably just broke kids, so that I'm a little like, mm, but I don't really care. Care that much? Yeah,
0: and honestly, I don't care too. But that's the level of delinquency.
1: I cared more at Barnes when people stole from there because that's books and little like trendy trinket items. Those are luxuries. Food and water, you need to fucking live. So you know that that that's where I draw the line on stealing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah for sure, for sure. If someone's stealing books, then I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Which
1: what are they stealing the most? The Bible. Oh. Uh, oh no. <laughs>
0: Was that actually the biggest theft? No, book? yeah,
1: straight up, <laughs> like two to f- somewhere between. I'm not even making this up. Somewhere between two to five times a week, uh, I'd head to the Bible area and I'd see the little slip or an, or an empty box where a Bible once was, and it's just like, oh goddamn. Are
0: you sure that so? Are you sure someone didn't get it and bought it? No, uh,
1: I only know just because I worked there so long that that shit was stolen. <laughs> Because there's no no barcodes on the Bibles themselves. They're always on the packaging or the box. Yeah. So there would have been no way for them to pay. I mean, yes, we could look it up, but no one was doing that. So.
0: Okay. No, it sounds like. It sounds like. There's a process to it. Yes. But either way, I'm just saying they were like my guitar player was allowed to be a young delinquent able to relive their days back in like King City where they can just sit around and fucking smoke meth and play Uno or whatever. Seb's from King City. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. King City sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the food. I heard food's awesome there. It's never had a chance to eat It's there. basically Mexico where like literally all these families make food and they give all the other families food too. No, I mean that is that is that is definitely parts of Mexico. Yeah, so and I'm just saying, and you just sit there and could be a delinquent and shit. But that's it. so they were stoking that weekend, and they literally like was like kicking it with them, and like we were supposed to drive back yesterday. Oh, but they were kicking it with them, and I'm like, what's well, running late? So, and then like literally him, I was like, hey, so are we leaving when it's like 12:40 at night? And I'm like, no, I don't feel <laughs> like. I don't feel like coking myself out. No. Oh. What am I going to do with work? Call out sick. Duh. Hey, you're the one that's raging all night, not me. That is true. If they needed to get to work, they should, you know... Be more responsible that. Yeah, You can't party. But at the, yeah. the same time, it's like, hey, you're having a lot of fun. How dare I hate you for once having... You look like you're having one of your funnest weekends in a good minute. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, no, they literally were just hanging out with these peeps, and then... Then actually made a makeshift sure fucking grindcore project on the spot that evening while with the drummer like Remus. So it was like, oh, he's kicking it with like a fucking hype with a hype band, the homie from a hype band with his like homies, and now making like sick like making grindcore. Look at that. Wow there how dare, how dare you have a Fun ass weekend <laughs> I'm sitting sinner I was like I'm just chilling I'm relaxing I had dealt with the show now I have no foreseeable shows in the good future Not till the end of May so I'm like I'm gonna Sit back I'm gonna relax I don't Care And I'm like sinner is like oh no I don't work Tomorrow but here's the thing, it's not like I haven't Called out from having too much fun Yeah it's like yeah, at this point just call out. I'd rather, just sleep in the, the next day and then make the nice trip back. Yeah, and that's what I did today. And now I'm here doing a podcast. So that is my weekend.
1: Yeah, sounds
0: fun. It sounds long. tiring. It's long. It Sounds it's tiring. long. It's, it's long. It and sounds tiring. long and hard. Long, hard, and tiring. Yeah, long and hard. That's kind of just don't uh, need it right now.
1: That's kind of just. Um, That's pretty much just status
0: quo for you though It feels like That is (laughs) So I'm taking it's like But now it's going to take a chill And then now I can like sit back I don't have to worry about traveling out Like at some foreseeable weekend Sure Kick back Just relax Enjoy it And then work on projects Well other than that If you don't got nothing else What's going hot or not Let's go That's hot
2: That's hot That's hot That's hot
1: That's hot (laughs) Hot. That's, hot
0: that's hot hot this is hot <laughs> that's, hot. that's, hot. that's really hot that might be the best song bone seal ever made <laughs> fuck <laughs> you're not <laughs> you might not be wrong oh lol all right so mr hot or not mr hot or not what have you got for us today with your four minute and 16 second voice memo tell us what's good tell us
2: what is supposedly hot, what's hot, when it plays? Any second. Okay, so for this week's Hot or Not, it's probably going to be my uh, favorite one we've done yet. I gave you guys some I'm sorry. tips or some hints on what to pick last time, and you yeah, guys I'm chose, a- paraphrasing here, um, the biggest band in the world in the future today. Basically, who do I think is going to be the biggest band in the world to take over the spot of the u2s and the rolling stones and all that stuff going forward who's going to be that huge band where in 5 10 15 years uh, they're the ones that will constantly be selling out stadiums i don't know if anyone's going to be rolling stones the genre of rock forward see i think that there's been a lot of discourse between all of us oh, uh, but especially James on the whole fact, like, no oh my one God. is doing anything cool <laughs> just, just let him have his moment. And I think that there's counters to that. And uh, this is one of those examples. So the band that we're going to talk about is the 1975, which all of us have probably heard of. Uh, hey. I got into them, uh, you know, casually about three albums ago. They've been doing this for, uh, you know, been on the radar for about... Uh, eight years something like that okay. And by the way i know this voice memo is long fuck you you're gonna have to deal with it
0: oh uh, no, no. Anyways, uh
2: when i was going into my deep dives the third eye blind and all this other stuff which is indie rock uh you know it kind of came around to the 1975 which they are also indie rock and they mix elements of 70s and 80s now you might be asking Bozo, why would you Say the 1975 are going to be the biggest band in the world. Sure, look, this is well, great radio. I not have like of why, reasons, but I to just like okay, voice why? Demos, okay, why, not 12 minutes long. I'll just go into a few bullet points. Damn, one besides fucking, the really fact like they have sp- us. strong songs, their songwriting is really intricate and unique. And because of that, I personally don't think either of you could really put a fair opinion on the 1975 with just one song so what i'm going to do today instead is you i provided you with a live video so you can kind of get an idea of what they do live because if you're just listening to their tracks it's a little hard to encompass the energy uh and when it comes down to what makes them so two minutes left it's one very simple thing And his name is Matt Healy, and that's the lead singer of the 1975. All right, Uh, this dude is a full rock star. Like, and I'm not talking about a modern rock star. I'm talking about the the rock stars of yesteryears that just did not give a fuck. Were very outspoken, um, you know, and were just unapologetic about their art and how they presented themselves. Matt Healy is that guy. He's he does like besides writing great songs and singing and all this other stuff the dude just does nutty shit on stage he's funny he I'd like i've seen in one show he's like he smokes cigarettes on stage he eats raw meat on stage he like you know, well, mine's that second fakes part. That's Orgasms Keith on stage. He <laughs> brings oxygen. Uh, oxygen tanks on stage. The dude is just nuts, <laughs> and he's very outspoken politically. He's very like you know open. Um, well, the singer about, for like, Fever
1: Four One One did. It's six basically Oasis naked. going
2: forward. Uh, anyways, this thing is getting long, so I'll let you guys you know listen to your point of view but (laughs) if i had to put money down if you were literally like we all had to place bets and i had to put money down on who will be the biggest band in the world going forward it's the 1975 easy and we'll see what you guys think about it. it not only do you answer this with a hot or not but i think you should also answer if you also see the potential that i see when you watch this video and think to yourself could I see this band being, you know, the next U2 or the next Oasis or the next whatever, the next huge band? And it might not be your style of music, but you can't deny. The video I'm sending you, by the way, is, is Madison Square Garden. So keep that in mind. But all that being said, check it out. And that's this week's Hot or Not.
0: That felt like 10 minutes. Well, thank you, uh, Mr. Hot or Not. Let's check out the 1975. What's your experience with this band?
1: <clears throat> Literally, it's just heard a few songs uh, <laughs> that's ac- more across than time. And I've... I Shazammed them a couple times. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should check these guys out. And I totally
0: forget to check them out. Well, they're playing Live at Mass at the Garden. MSG. So, you know what? I would like to think that's a statement. I, like, I think MSG
1: is one of the few, like, like, play like venues, it's still like its name matters, still
0: like to actually play there, yeah. All right, so we're now about to listen. I, we're about to watch. You people are gonna listen to the 1975 yeah. song Love It If We Made It live from Madison Square Garden. Let's check it.
1: Jake also gave me the lyrics, um, it's genius lyrics, so like every lyric has like a you know added information. Cool, so. No, like literally, each every line that's in yellow has like almost a paragraph of of explanation.
0: Oh, they
1: sounds like almost like Seb's weekend.
0: Yep. Well, no heroin. Yeah, like Well, it's catchy. I'll give yep. it that. And there's, a, and they have a pretty fun-looking stage,
1: so Yeah. The from what I from what I can see from here, the crowd seems pretty into it.
0: Nah, what are y'all talking about?
1: <laughs> hmm. You know, I know he said they were indie rock, but the way he was hyping up the song uh, and just reading through the lyrics. Oh, that guy goes hard. Um, I was expecting a little more like energy from the song,
0: but... Nah, it's just some low energy, like, indie rock. That sounds cool. Oh. Rest <laughs> in peace,
1: Lil Peep.
0: What? That's the
1: lyric he just said. What? Oh, Wow. Oh. I remember a lot of people being really bummed when he passed. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a fun song. So what's
0: your uh, what's your take so far? Uh, it's kind of just one pace. Uh, well, at least it's kind of going somewhere, so there's a chorus so a lot of interesting layers with the with the tune oh yeah? break down your thoughts
1: well it's it's one of those songs where I' um, I've commented before when we do music how when we've reviewed music how I kind of like simple simpler songs like this where they don't evolve much but they keep like adding layers on the stuff um, and yeah uh, like for that bridge we just heard there was a lot of Fun little things going on right there. It's it's interesting. Man, this crowd is really into it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. There.
2: Uh, I can these,
1: see these why he had to
0: see this. It was like this is a fiendish fan. Like these some fiendish fans.
1: <laughs> Look at them. They're jumping. Oh, singer's getting down.
0: Yeah, I like his energy looks is like, not the same with the rest of the band members. His energy isn't the same with the song. Almost. Yeah. Hey, you know what?
1: At least you can tell that the uh, that the music like means something to him, so that's cool. I
0: like I like that authenticity. He's not even singing right now. It's a backing track. Oh yeah, you're right.
1: We talk about. He doesn't use backing tracks. Chris Jericho doesn't use backing tracks. Know. Yeah, you know, I always like that aesthetic of like
0: the multiple TV screens on stage. I always thought that was cool. Right. Well, that was neat. Oh well, okay. So Ed, I'm sure you have a little bit more opinions than I do on that one.
1: Well, I'll just give you uh, a quick uh, summary um, in a couple words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. Cool. And a couple extra words. Yeah, it's definitely. um, This feels like a band where, um, you know, I feel like this is a band where if you, if you, kind of like Jake said, if you invest your time into it, you'll probably have a pretty rewarding experience, like, you know, in the ears. I don't know if this is a band that I would bump, but I mean,. Shit, dude! Seeing that crowd and seeing those people in there, I don't know if they're gonna be. I don't like saying, "Oh, so and so's the next U two or whatever." I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of that. That's kind of a holdover. Even from with U two stuff, but yeah, I know. Because, cause, uh, so, well, what I was going to correlate that to is like, because obviously, you know, we watch wrestling, so I've always had to hear people be like, oh, so-and-so could be the next Stone Cold or John Cena or whatever. So I carry that over into music where it's like, I don't, I'm not interested in the next Rolling Stone, but could they be, could they be even bigger one day? Honestly, I could see it. Um, the music, the music is catchy and like, it's simple, but it's not like, how do I put it? It's not like your standard, like, I don't know, pop simple, I guess. Like, there's a lot of cool, like, electronic and, like, melody stuff that they're doing that you could pick up on. And, yeah, no, I, I think I think they can only go up from here. The song I didn't love, and made, but maybe it's from seeing the live video. I'd honestly give that song a hot. It was cool. I'll be honest. I kind of want to check them out later on my own time, you know, to see. Because I haven't heard Jake be this stoked on a music thing in a while. I mean, there's stuff he likes, but, yeah, no. know. So yeah, this gets a hot from a uh, good host Ed.
0: Cool. Uh, for me personally, like actually listening song, I'm not gonna let the crowd dictate my opinion. Like it's just yeah, they like they have a rabid crowd that fucking knows the song, and they're pretty stoked on this band in 1975. Obviously, they've been at it for years, yeah. so I'm sure it's a slow growing progress mm-hmm. for them. So I'm sure they're just like casually earning it. But when I listen to the song, it's just like yeah, it's just. Some low energy indie music. Honestly, if anything, it's like music nerd music that like I have a feeling some Fantano knockoff would like tell me this is like really good (laughs) stuff. It's the future. It's the future. And it's just like, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. It's not my thing. Mm. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, like homie gets down and like homie gets down and it's like he's nice to see some actual stage presence. Yeah. And he has stage presence. But at the same time, it's just like, eh. It's just some slow indie music Kind of like the lyrics too
1: The lyrics are kind of like You know Are kind of like Blunt and fucked Uh, They're like blunt I like that
0: Yeah they're blunt and fucked But at the same time It's like Yeah but You're just kind of Saying buzzwords
1: a little bit. See, like, if
0: I was to go on the lyrics, I'm like, you're kind of just saying buzzwords, and you're like, mouthpiece, Like, you're painting a solid picture, but it's yeah. not like I haven't heard that. I haven't heard this picture before.
1: And like I said, the genius, which I'm assuming these have to be done by the singer himself, but uh, I'm not going to read it to you because it's long, but like, the first opening line, like, look how much extra information is oh. on genius lyrics. That's like four paragraphs what? worth of... It's like, this from the opening line, it's like four paragraphs. So what was the t-
0: opening line? Uh, We're fucking, fucking in, in a the car, car doing shooting heroin, heroin, saying controversial things just for the hell of it. Yeah, that's being a drug addict. Fucking in a car, shooting heroin is quickly met by us, saying controversial things, the hell of it. It was my version of being Milo or Candace Owens, one of these provocative figures who do that. My version of being provocative is just shouting fucking in a car, shooting heroin, it's... That's just buzzwords. <laughs> I could say stupid shit too. I was at a despise You show. <laughs> well, okay, well, the joke.
1: I think there's a little more nuance to the lyrics than that. Yeah, I okay, mean, they're
0: buzzwords, the but they're not least, substance. At the beginning of the, our lead single, but not for no reason. It was a reference to a well known visual thing within our artwork that fans have shared. Stuff like that. And this is also a. And then I was also a drug addict at the time. Do you know what i do, do you know what I mean? But if it was more to deal with, I was in a world where everything is designed to grab your attention within the attention economy. So I was like, well, I'll do that then. Sorry, bro. I know drugs are hard. <laughs> but there's part of me that honestly comes off respectfully. It's pretty cringe. But here, I'll say it again. Uh, <laughs> that's cringe. But I'm glad you're having a successful music career. Or and like, like yeah, no, doing hard drugs pretty sketch. But other than that, seems like you might be doing fine. I don't know. Yeah, you're doing rock star shit, cool, bro.
1: And see, this is interesting. I'll just say this here. Uh, the line poetry and the, the poetry is in the streets is a lyric he said. He's like, oh yeah, this has uh, this has ties to like an old French saying from like I don't know. It might be from the from some shit that happened in France in the '60s. So hey, he's a well-read
0: fella. There's he's either well, well, he's a well-read fella. Or oh, he's putting a lot of effort into the like these lines.
1: Yeah, and and, and I can I can see that and appreciate it. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 I
0: like so it. So there's two spectrums. You can appreciate it, but for me, I'm just sitting there. It's just like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's all I can say. All right, cool. So uh, I'm gonna give it a hot. I'm not. I mean, not hot. I'm not. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you want me to give it a hot, but No, I
1: mean, you give it what you want. I was just, yeah. you know, I said my piece. I like it. So yeah,
0: I was sitting there. I was like, yeah, it's good. But at the same time, I kind of like. I don't want to listen to it. I'll just sitting. I was sitting there say I'm not going to go back and listen to it. Not my thing. But maybe who knows? Maybe I will listen to it. I don't know. It sounds like they have a pretty extensive catalog. Yeah. Like if you had to put a choice in front of me, Bad Bunny or the 1975. Oh come on! I think Jake might even choose Bad Bunny. <laughs> I mean, let's be no. <laughs> Okay, no, I don't think Jake would choose okay. Bad Bunny.
1: Bad Bunny's the meme, though. He's like one of the best wrestlers WWE has.
0: Yeah, and he's like one of the most of artists ever. So I'm just yeah. like, all right, Bad Bunny laying bars or homie like laying down paragraphs for a line of so- songs. You know,
1: I do it. Like, I really do appreciate that. There's a lot of bands where they don't put that kind of effort and stuff, and you can feel you. This is a band where musically and lyrically, it's like you know what? There's effort here, and I like that.
0: All right, cool. Like, dude is really, really try to make a statement. So, That's said, "So, you're not good for them." But my personal opinion, I'm just gonna give it a not. It's one of those things like, I don't want to try to hard that hard to try to like a song. <laughs> I don't want to try hard. All right? I see. Like, if you just like, oh, you gotta listen to it. Just really listen to it, and all this stuff. And you're like, all these links and stuff. Like, all these links of like lines, paragraph, all the subtext. Just like, can it just be easy for me? <laughs> I don't if like I like songs that are just easy to digest. I just like stuff that if I don't if I'm not having to try to listen to the song, then I know it's banging. That's how I feel like if I know the a song's hot for me. If I don't have to try, if I have to try to listen, then I'm gonna kind of go into like no. Like maybe sure. But there's times it's like I don't wanna try to listen. All right. There's a song, I'll check it. I'm like, alright, cool. Oh, there's not much ha-ha-ha opinions on that one. No, I mean, you know, it's he wanted our honest opinions. He got him, and, you know, there you go. You want to get to Metallica? Yeah, let me get a time so We'll hop into it. All right, listeners, we're back, and just for on the record, I just want to say, talking about the 1975. Oh, my God. Jake bring it up, about you to being next to you, too. I just want to say there are big rock bands out in the world that I personally think are just boring I don't really give a fuck about.
1: U2's a singles band anyway.
0: That, either way, but you know what? It Like, at least I could give credit to 1975, all right? Yeah. As a rock band, sure. It's like, you know what? Maybe doing the little indie thing, they are doing interesting things. But honestly, they could also sound like, like friggin' like music nerd Taylor Swift and now, so... You know, it's funny. This There's isn't... a little bit of that same low energy yeah. if we were to talk back about. But either way, listeners, you can listen to me trying to be very not just being kind of straightforward. on like oh, my honest opinions after me coming from breaking. and go as, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You know, this is like act- we can actually smoothly
1: transition because you're like, oh, I don't like music where I have to try. Me and Jake were giving you a hard time. Speaking of our album today, 72 Seasons by Metallica, uh, we were like, you need sh- to give this album a second listen.
0: And you gave it a second listen because. No, oh, I, I did not I only gave it one listen. Oh, I thought you said you were going to listen to it twice. I only gave one song another listen. I'm like, yeah, no, same thing. I'm kind of fading out, kind of fading out right now, oh. trying to focus more on my thing And then I actually go, like, yeah, this song's kind of a banger. But hey, you know what? I don't have arbitrary other things to think about right now. Okay. So, listeners, let's get into 72 seasons by Metallica. Now, the question is... Can- 72, yeah, it's just 72 now, seasons. Now, the question
1: is, is will we finish our thoughts on the song by the time the the, the main riff actually Fuck comes no. in? no.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, hey, spoiler alert, Metallica has long songs again. Hey, but
1: uh, did you know that there's some people that believe Metallica don't know how to self-edit?
0: I don't know But at the (laughs) same time Would it be Metallica though? No I'm all
1: for it But anyway So Once the song actually gets going This is a really fun opener It's a fun rocky tune With some good shugs It is a little long But it's a lot of fun Honest This was like the Yeah this is the last single they released Um, I actually gave this a Seven I think it's I think it's a lot of fun The riff feels a lot like uh, Spit Out the Bone But uh, Yeah no it's good or maybe it's more like Hardwire, but anyway. Yeah, I give it a seven.
0: So for me, I wrote down my initial reaction, like, okay, seven minutes, 39 seconds. Let's see how this go. And I'm like, yeah, this song had all the peaks and valleys, like all the Metallica Trail peaks and valleys. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's not a song. It's like literally a song you've heard before. And at my initial reaction, I was very tired that day. <laughs> I gave it a six out of 10. Uh-huh. But maybe it deserves a high six out of ten. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, but did I like want to come back? Want to re-listen to it? No, I don't know. These are my first listen reactions. Right. Okay. Right. So, it's not bad. But seven minutes though. I have a feeling I like I put that at a six for a reason. Yeah. I'm like right now I was like yeah you know it's a banger and it could go on but I realize we aren't at the we aren't even close to the end in sight. <laughs> We're at the beginning. Yeah. All right. So the next song shadows fall the
1: apparently the fan favorite according to jake oh yeah there's a lot of people's favorite now i will say
0: oh the good just like you know what the good just like energetic mid-paced banger the easy to the easy to digest song which i just wrote down was like metalheads just like groove so the story of this record is that i truly feel a lot of these
1: songs are growers not showers and this song's like it too but like Uh, cause I went through the record and I gave everything a score. I ended up changing some scores, but this one, I gave it a six when I first heard it. And I would stick with that six because, you know, I don't think it's like amazing, but I think it's pretty good. That's pretty much all I have to say about it, but apparently this is a lot of people's favorites. So, you know,
0: um, I think it's good. Like right now it sounds fine. And as as it's mid-paced banger, but as like the song goes on, I kind of just start losing p- I s- kind of stop paying attention. Like, it, it we'll save the Metallica trope. Like, say we got the first song, the fast, energetic banger song, the faster song to kind of get the album going, and then now here's the Master of Puppets, or what? Ride of the Lightning. The Ride right of yeah, the Lightning, like, yeah, mid like, mid-tempo, mid-pace banger. But it's not like Master of Puppets, where we know that we're, like... I said there's, like, one, I think that wrist, like way sicker well obviously and then obviously they're like the soft interlude there's something to go here like this song is just like for me I feel like it's just this unless I'm missing something I think they do some like I think the chorus is
1: pretty neat And I think they do some some cool stuff for like the bridge area but you know uh, that's on you if you want to try to find it yeah you're <laughs> just, that's the best thing you're trying
0: to find, find it so I give it a low 6 out of 10 oh this is kind
1: of cool this, uh, this build-up to the chorus.
0: I like this. But,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, that could be like a Death metal and egg trail. trouble. Either way, it's yeah. a fine minute paced song, but I started fading out. Low 6 out of 10. You can debate it. Sure. If, you could debate it to be higher, honestly. But initial reactions, I'm just... Maybe also be going This is the best song Out of the <laughs> album I'm like I'm like really Then I listen I'm like That song made me Want to I was like I was literally Focused more on Sweeping than the song
1: I never said You're about to say This song made me Want to quit I'm like okay It's not that bad No it's not that bad all right, next one, "Screaming
0: Suicide."
1: Ooh, this I like. This was the
0: second single, correct? Yeah,
1: I like. I liked this one right off the top, right off the bat when it came out, and I think it's really good. You know, this was a song that I was really hoping I could give an eight, but it's a seven to me. Um, i I like the rock influence on it. When this song dropped, you can't hear it now, but like. Um, pieces about the song specifically like the bridge and breakdown they give me like not just rock but they actually gave me some like kind of like uh ramones influences so that's what i like about the song I like how like like it is a metal song quote unquote tm but i like how it just feels like a rock song you know so yeah i stand by my seven
0: so oh this is one of the singles this part's pretty good yeah i enjoy it but once we get to the chorus I it, it kind of offends me a little bit I will admit the chorus is not as good as the verse. I agree. Maybe you could give it a high six. I gave it a six, a fun six out of ten. It's not a bad song, mm-hmm. but to me, it's still it's like you know what? It's sick. It's cool, but it's still kind of mid to mid to my in my opinion. That that just hit me. You said the chorus kind of offended you.
1: Yeah. Okay. I thought that's what you said.
0: Yep. And it's like the chorus stayed there. I think maybe the bridge is sick, but I'm like. I said another thing. I have to really be picking at it. Wow. But that was my new, uh, uh, it, it, it Is it? These are songs are growers, but at the same time. These are like my own ratings at the time. So this is Sleep Life... Sleep Life? Sleep Walk
1: My Life Away. Yes. So... Um, I'll just come out and say it. I think this is a light eight. I really like how, well, we were just talking about it, but I like how groovy it is. This intro is really cool, but honestly, you know what it is? It's the pre-chorus into the chorus. It's really good, just really sells it. And actually I think this might be a good time to mention, Hetfield is doing a killer performance on this record and like performance, but also lyrics too. Like, He definitely sounds old on this one But he adapts to it really well Because surprise surprise James Hetfield is a very good musician But yeah I really like this one
0: So for this one I was like alright more on the Mid tempo side It's kind of like a butt rock chugger Kind of song Maybe kind of like a load Yeah you know I would say maybe Load ish Ish <laughs> Let's not go too... Well, don't focus too much don't on that. Don't get too crazy. But either way, it's kind of a butt-rock chugger. It's a low 6 out of 10. It can be higher. Maybe the pre-course is sick. But I'm, like, sitting there, I was like, all right, it's okay. But I it's just like, all right. I think it's... I'm, like, thinking even right now, Let's it, still like, guys, right, it's just more of the same that I've heard from Hardwire or Death Magnetic, so... Death
1: Magnetic had some groovy moments, but it wasn't like this. This is definitely more of a. I've seen a lot of people comment actually. They feel they feel like um, seventy-two seasons feels kind of like a hardwired part two, like as far as like songwriting tone, but also like song structure. This was the pre-course I was talking about. I really like
0: this. Well, like the good like um, the good like note hangs he's step, doing. You no, know, it's the little step down. Yeah. The halftime. Yeah. Yeah, it is, uh, like, low 6 out of 10. I'm a butt rock chugger, so... I'm, uh, I'm kinda chillin'. Alright. Next one. You must burn! The bone steel favorite. Alright. As I wrote down, alright. We're slowing down here. Like, if I try to like a song, sure, a 6 or higher, but casually you listening to this, I kinda wanna move along with my life, so I would kind of want to skip the song, so i.e. I give it a high five out of ten. So when this song started, like
1: with this intro, like it felt, I thought when I first heard the song, I'm like okay this is gonna be some filler. Like I could just feel it. I don't know if I could call it filler, but I don't think it's that bad. Like to go to the well again, the bridge and breakdown is really cool. I gave it a six. It might grow on me with more with time, but um, I know this was Jake's favorite um, and uh, uh, it's a lot of people's favorite. It's not, well, obviously Shadow's follower or whatever is like the favorite it sounds like. But a lot of people like this one. But I, I think it's okay. So yeah, I
0: stick by my six. All right, next one. Oh, hey, look. It's the fucking lead single, Luxie Turner. Luxie Turner!
1: Um, so I don't know if this is heresy, but like I think this song is only a light 7 maybe even just a strong 6 I also think it's placement's weird I feel like this should have opened the record instead of 72 seasons but yeah it's fun I don't have much to say about it other than what I just said except did you hear about the controversy when the song came out? What people were roasting Kirk Kama because they thought the solo was weak That video I linked in our wrestling chat, that British YouTuber Bradley Hull or whatever, he was straight Bro, up... Bro, I yeah. picked
0: Kirk over your dumbass, Bradley Hull. <laughs> I've watched your videos so and I just want to turn him off. Bro, calm <laughs> down.
1: He made some funny videos, but when I saw that, I'm kind of like, mm, okay. And trust me, we're not Metallica fanboys that laugh up everything they do, but it's like this YouTube tar- guitarist is literally trying to tell Kirk Hammett how to do his job. So it's I like, was like, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Alright homie, fuck off. Whatever content. Either way, here this is my opinion on this song. I've heard this a bunch. Yeah. And I it's a fun song. Oh yeah. I give it a seven out of ten. I like this song. I think it's probably a better lead single than
1: hardwired was in yeah. some in a lot of ways. Uh, now Crown of Wire there's another one I had to groan me, but I think it's pretty good. Um, I would I would say I like this enough. At least on my re listen, I ended up liking this one enough to give it a light seven. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, it's heavy, but it's not like as slow as like um, not as slow as you must burn. But yeah, no, it's good. Gave it the uh, light seven there.
0: So for me, for song seven, I was like, it's a driving mid tempo song, and it's good. And it has some dynamics. But honestly, the song was at most just okay. Six out of ten. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Then, if this is what you like. Yeah, Maybe yeah. the song grows on you more. But like first initial listen, I'm sitting there and was like. Yeah, it's okay. No much else to it. I, say, I feel a lot of what hurts with this record is like there isn't time on its side for us to actually like listen to it more. Mm-hmm. Compared to the other Metallica albums, I'm just sitting there going, yeah. eh. Where some of them we've listened but, and to. But then it's s- hard to say. It's like we listened to like, what was it? Who's Next or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time we'd ever heard that record. And we were just like, like dude. I, for me personally, I sit there, it's like it's the first time I really listened to it. Like I know a lot of those songs, but yeah. I'm like, listen, I'm like. Fuck! This is really good. That was a great record. That
1: is debatably the best record we've had on the show. Yeah. Like if it's not well, that, it's probably. Oh,
0: sure, well, there's also the other Metallica well, song. I was, I was gonna say, but like, even if it's though not that, I it's try like to, like be, even though puppets. I try to be fair enough into like my feelings or so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like enough on my opinions, like, dude, I gave Blackout like a high ass rating too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like those, and like yeah, me, as I said, I don't know if like it's just time.
1: That's maybe against this album. Well, because I remember you ended up liking hard. In some ways, you ended up like liking Hardwired on the re-listen more than I did.
0: Yeah, but even then, I barely listened to Hardwired that much either. Yeah. So, but this right now, it's just like, yeah, this is okay. Like that's a fine, that's a good riff. But at the same time, I was just like, I've heard it before. So this is Chasing
1: Light. I ended up giving this one another seven, and, and I'll be honest. The song doesn't start off interesting. Like I heard this intro and I'm kind of like, uh, okay guys. But when it gets going, I think it's catchy as shit. It's a fun, just another fun mid-paced one. It's a real standout. I think this is one of the songs on the record, like up there with like Crown of Barbed Wire or whatever, where people are going to be like, yo, that song's underrated. And again, another cool bridge. I keep saying that, but I mean, the middle sections of these songs have been pretty good. Oh man, (laughs) you have to go through a lot to get to the middle section. Well, Metallica doesn't know how to self-edit,
0: after all. But yeah. yeah, that's my thoughts. So, I wrote down with this one, okay, this song honestly had a little excitement to it. At least I was casually vibing with it. And I'm like, that's something. Yeah. So, I actually gave it a high 6 out of 10. I feel like there's some a little bit more with this song compared to the other stuff. Well, obviously, there's turn out. But Boy, so yeah, far, yeah. others are just new, fresh songs that I haven't heard before. Right. I was like... This has a little something to me. I don't know what it is, but I said I was vibing with it. It's fun. All right, now, If Darkness Had a Sun. So, when this, fir-
1: so when this song first released, because this was single number three, I was like, yeah, this is okay. But, again, story of this record, it really grew on me. Now, granted, I had more time with the singles than I did the rest of the record, but... I genuinely think this is one of the album's stronger songs. Uh, Light eight, I gave it. Uh, I'll always remember because when they, because except for seventy-two seasons, we talked in our group chat, you, me, Jake, and Thomas for a bit about thoughts on the Sun I remember screaming in I the. I barely gr- gave well, it in.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys were just. I was like twenty-nine fucking new messages. Calm the fuck down. I just remember... Oh, ye- what the fuck are you guys talking about? Oh, the new Metallica album. Yeah, I just remember... Oh, I should
1: listen to that. I just remember... Um, what was I going to say? I just remember uh, uh, yelling at you guys in the group chat when the song came out. Like, yo, they revisited Temptations from the St. Anger sessions. But, yeah, I really like the song.
0: So, for me, I just wrote down LOL. That saying, that reused St. <laughs> anger bit. Sorry, you guys kind of just passed on, I was like, oh, I thought you had more to say. So, yeah, you know what? This song... Has a little going on,
2: and you know what? I
0: enjoy it. I give it a high six out of ten. That's it. It just seems like yeah. this one, last one, just had a little bit more going on compared to like a lot of the other songs that are just yeah. first time listening. listen. Yeah.
1: Like I said earlier, this is a this is definitely a, a strong outing for James as far as performance goes.
0: You maybe, as I said, so far like those songs, I feel are you could almost say unique to the album.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would agree with that.
0: I think maybe that's why I'm vibing with it. It's like, all right, some of these songs just are kind of unique to the outlook Yeah. At least that's, those past two. So this song is called Too Far Gone? Question mark.
1: This one's short and sweet. Like, it's actually short. I think it's only like four minutes long, which is fucking rare for this band. I'm trying to remember the last time they had a four-minute song besides, like, Lux Eternity and Hardwired. But um, I'll admit it's not the most interesting song, like, you know, but I like its simplicity. I don't really love it. I'd say it's a solid six, but you can't hear it right now, but it's when it gets to the chorus. I wrote here, as a joke, Lull. Metallica tries pop punk. For some reason, that reminded me of it with the too far gone, just the way uh, some of the vocal structures
0: were. Not because I seriously think it is, but it was just funny. That's your opinion. I just wrote down, hey, this song was actually easy to digest and actually kept my attention going. Yeah. I gave it another high 6 out of 10. I'm like, holy shit, we're on a fucking hot streak right now. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> hey, second I'm kind of giving a fuck about it. That's yeah, you know song. what's good in the chorus. And then this part, too. Yeah, as I said, I feel like this song is actually unique to the album. Yeah, I think maybe that's why I'm starting to hate the other side. Like as we're like sitting there talking, it's like <laughs> a lot of the other ones. I'm like, all right, it seemed like maybe just Hardwire B sides. Maybe I'm sure they put a lot of effort in the oh, song yeah. for fucking what? How many years?
1: It was Hardwire was seven years ago. Yeah, yeah,
0: 2016. So, but I'm just saying, it's like, okay, cool, more just hardware songs. But then, like, I'm sitting here noticing, like, these almost seem unique. Like, Lux kind of unique to the Oh, yeah, album. totally.
1: They don't have a song that sounds like that. Yeah. So, this is Room... Oh, fuck. It's Room of Mirrors. I wrote Room of Rooms by accident. <laughs> room of Rooms. I am the Room of Rooms. So, Ooh. so this is another one where, like, man, it doesn't start that great, but once it gets going, I'm like, oh, shit, this is cool. It's really catchy, and it, the lyrics even have a broken, beaten, scarred callback, so that's fun. I gave this one a light 7, but it might be a stronger 7. I mean, I'm, I'm just listening to it again now, and I'm just like, fuck,
0: I vibe with this. Well, here's the thing about this song. I literally wrote, as this song was going, I'm like, okay, we're getting up the pace. This is kind of cool. I'm vibing with it, but like, literally, yeah, like this part, Fucking sick. No, literally, once I was hearing the guitar harmonies, I'm like, yo, this makes me want to rock the fuck out. I was like, okay, bro, where the fuck did this song come from? (laughs) This is actually really fun to listen to. I gave it a low 8 out of 10. Oh, this song's great. I'm just saying, like, once you get to the fucking heart, like, the fucking, like, dual harmonies on the guitar. Oh, this part. Yeah. Mike just bury me. This song fucks. Yeah, I literally say, like, but the B side, like, side B of, so, if this was like, side B is like, there's so much. This mar- might be
1: a first for Metallica where side B kicks side A's ass.
0: No, it's hard to say. You could say that with kill them all. Not true. Where you might be able to say it was, with Death like, Magnetic. You know, that's yeah. the thing. Like, kill them all. Side B was a little bit more, had a little bit more crunch or yeah, edge, yeah, it in more, it had
1: more attack to
0: it. Because we were compared talking about that. Like, yeah, compared to, like, the other end. Which just felt
1: like speed metal. I was like, all right. Yeah, no, this song. Fuck, you know what? I'm going to change it to an eight. I love the song. Yeah, I got to
0: look. <laughs> like, dude, fuck it. I'll just go to the, like, hey, there's a fucking song worth marking out. Yeah, no, but dude, like literally like the fucking like the harmonies. If yeah, I get yeah, to yeah, it. It should be right after this, this little Dude, bit. this right here. yeah. Like, damn, bro, that makes me want to be a dork and play air guitar. Like, that there is like, all right, that song is worth actually giving an eight. Yeah, yeah, right? A low eight, sure, all right. Sure, sure. Man. We're uh, fair, men. I was going to say, it was a little bit, all right. just a lot of attack to it. All right, so in Amorata.
1: Oh, f- I Dude. remember
0: you guys. When were did the- High on Fire get here? So I remember you guys were memeing on this. To me, showing on memes, I'm just like, no, oh. that was all bones. Yeah, steal. remember, I was like sitting here going like, hey, where's? Didn't the- you send a few too. You know, i was just sitting like, hey, where is like that like prog bout? Where is your sanitarium? Your Fate yeah. of Black, fuck your Halo fires. Your yeah. data never comes. Your ones. I was like, where is that? Do we get that? And you guys like, I don't know. This is the closest it to it. And I'm like, let's like. I nah. just, I didn't say it was a prog epic just because
1: it's not. It's just long. This is 11 minute song. This is the longest song Metallica's ever done. We listened. To I'm not f- counting. I'm not counting Lulu. Well, oh my! We reviewed Lulu on the show. Okay, it's I'm like the it. it's like the third longest song they've ever done. Third or fourth.
0: If counting Lulu, they've had Lulu. It's they've like heard some
1: fourth. 11 minute songs. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so fun fact: Inamorata translates to. Woman's a woman that someone is in love with or a person's female love and I'm like, oh. And then I remembered he keeps saying misery, she loves me. And then I also remembered, wait, he's going through a divorce, and I'm like, oh. Oh. So anyway, yeah, I like how this record it this song is this feels like my friend of misery part two in a lot of ways. Like theme and um and melodies and yeah, this is, uh, this is a bad jam. I like it for the same reasons that I like Outlaw Torn. Because, like, is it complex? Does it super crazily evolve and shit? No. You just throw it on, but it's some good listening. I would say, um, I don't know if I like it more than Outlaw Torn, for instance, but <clears throat> I just think it's awesome. I gave this one an 8. This song is awesome. This is the song I've actually listened to outside of the singles. This is the song I think I've listened to most on the album.
0: So I just wrote down my first opinion, because I said you guys told me about it, I'm like, alright. Yeah. Well the song's ending the album, and I like looked at the time I'm like, Jesus fuck, it's an eleven minute <laughs> song. But then I wrote down, okay, this was not terrible. Yeah. This was a fine song. I'll give it a six out of ten. Eleven minutes is a lot to put a time to. Well yeah, I know. That. And maybe it's worth coming back to. Alright, there are it, there are cool bits to it. You might slow down. We've listened to Lulu. We know Metallica go... <laughs> we know Metallica go 11 minutes. Yeah. It's not the fucking other 9-minute prog epic. Like, instrumental prog epic. Yeah. Like, this, I feel like, doesn't waste its
2: riffs. Yeah.
0: Like, that, like, Injustice for All, 9-minute one. I what? was
1: just... To Live
0: to Die. I was just going to
1: say, I've seen some people be like, well, why isn't this is a sick epic like Orion is to Live to Die? And I'm like... I'm thinking to myself... A li- Orion? to Live, to, live to Die debatably sucks.
0: Yeah. I'm like... That song should have ended, but then it came back to a that boring That song should have been
1: six minutes. Yes. It was, but it, they made it nine.
0: I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> but for 11 minutes, I sat here and I'm like, yeah, you know what? The experience is not terrible. I'll give it a six out of 10. Yeah. I like, and right now, I'm like, this is good. Obviously, there's, a, there's like a more time to it that could be put into it. Yeah. So I was thinking with this album. It honestly has a lot of fucking parallels to kill them all. When we have gone through the journey, where it's like, you know what, one end sounds just a little bit more just like softer, newlier sure kind of thing, not as much crunch. But then, and honestly, just kind of sounded like Hardwire. But then, like, the second half, I was like, I like this a lot more. We're going somewhere. Yeah, once you get to Luxie
1: Turner, the record just decides to change. Well, okay, the one after Luxie Turner, I didn't care for, I guess. Which one was that? Oh, Chasing Light.
0: Oh, wait. Yeah, no, sorry, Barbed Wire. Yeah, but even then, you know what? A driving mid tempo song. And I'm like, the dynamics is okay. Even the Jake, like, it's like, you know what? It has that slow hit. It does feel different. Like, there's a, di- at least I feel like there's a difference. some peaks and lows. Like, the songs prior, I was like, okay, I'm kind of hearing the same shit. Same shit, same shit, same shit. I kind of don't care. It's like, I was a little tired. I would, ra- it's one of those things I would rather do. But as like, but even then, if the album's good, it will make me start caring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like on the second half, I felt like, all right, this is way more sicker. Like, there's, like... like Well, even this, like, and I was thinking, like, this song, oh, at I least I this, feel yeah. is, like... Yeah, there's, like, other bits that are kind of, like, reused, but I feel like it's unique for, like, a modern Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe they've done, like, some stuff other prior, but even then, still, they haven't done a song, like, in a so... No, no. i tell you what, because we're going to that
1: uh, show they're playing in August. There's, like, a good... Somewhere between four and six songs on this record I hope they play, because, fuck... The the really good songs on this record are really damn good.
2: Yeah.
0: But as I say, yeah, you no, know, there's a weird parallels with this compared to like yeah, I didn't think know, about like that. All. But
1: you you raise an interesting point there. Well, I look at my
0: scores and talking about it, I'm like, hey, it's I felt like I've experienced this before. Oh yes, yeah. I have.
1: Now I, I if I remember it, I feel like I liked side A of Kill 'Em All a little more than side B. But I definitely agree. Well, side B's B's B is way more
0: play, overplayed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh, this is uh, Rob's time to shine with his uh, little bass interlude. But yeah, this might be a good time to give out the final score here out of a score of 120, because there were 12 songs here. 12 songs in like 74 or 5 minutes, because Metallica just can't go under fucking 60. Yeah. Um, it got an 85 out of 120, which is interesting, which when I first, it's not a huge gap, but when I first scored the album, I think it got like an 80 out of 120 instead. Um... I, I didn't really write any, like, big old things, so I'll just say this, you know, uh, I know some folks, um, and you kind of talked about it when we talked about it, Hot or Not. You know, some folks, they want to, like, if it doesn't impress you on the first listen, you know, but I really do think that this album deserves, like, a re-listen well, for folks. I'll
0: re-listen to it. I, I like Metallica.
1: Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is is that, like, a lot of these songs, like, I'll be honest, when I first heard the record, I thought, hmm, honestly, it's kind of mid. But on that second rotation, I was like, oh, damn, dude, this slaps. Well, most of it. There is a couple songs where I'm like, eh. Yeah, but honestly, like, yeah. I, I think it's a worthy, final thoughts, it's a worthy addition to their catalog.
0: I just wish it had better album art. <laughs> yeah. I thought this album was like mid for the most part with like first acts because I'm like, I'm just seeing a lot of sixes. Not much else to it. Six is a good. But it's an interesting album. It's like, very interesting. At least yes. it gets interesting more around the end. Yeah. For me. Anything else prior, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I still don't know why Shadows Follow is like the, 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 the supposed. That's what Bone Steel told us. Well, I, I think Metalheads fucking have bad. Like, I think Metalheads just like brainless grooves. Now, do they? Well, some of them do, that's for sure. Well, either way. That's how I was feeling. So. We're going to take a break. Yeah. Unless you got any more closing. No, that was awesome. I don't know. Unless you're going to rank your Metallica albums right now.
1: No, I thought we were going to do that next week.
0: We'll talk and about you're the bubble gonna, and, you're,
1: well, and you're, well, yeah, but we can still do it before we review that.
0: True. Either way, take and a break. And you're actually going to do it this time, right? Maybe. <laughs> I kind of just archaically kind of come in and I'm like, all right, I got some stuff. Let's just record. Yeah, let's take that break, buddy. Let's take a break. <laughs> like the song's still going. How's it going anyone? We're back for break, and now it's time for what we could say is the main event. Yeah, you know what's good. Yeah, yeah. Let's hit it. All right. What did we watch this week? What are um, we starting? <laughs> Hey, listeners, hey, we are actually doing another binge series review. Oh, my God. Episodic week-to-week reviews? Fuck. It's been a minute. Well. I feel it. Don't worry. I feel it. We'll try to be week-to-week. I'm to actually week. a, little, I'm a little, well, episode-to-episode. Episode. How about that? All right. Yeah. No, I feel like it. Was- Maybe it's easier to do week-to-week because then there's, like, something to go on. Like, yeah, yeah. we, it. Pushes us to yeah. like, I oh, was get this fucking done. I've
1: commented a couple times on and off Rare where I'm like, oh yeah, those Tough Enough episodes are some of our best in a while. It's like, we're good with weekly television. The thing is, is that like that season, well, no season of Tough Enough had some okay moments. This show, I can already tell, it's fucking atrocious. We watched oh, the show. Oh my god,
0: the show is terrible. <laughs> and I kind of love it that it's terrible. Me too. But I sat there and I'm like.
1: Fuck! So from the visionary geniuses that brought you Rock of Love, was this show actually predates by like two years. Wait, and what? This show came out in two thousand five. When the fuck did Rock of Love come out? Two thousand seven. Are you sure about that? It was either two thousand seven or six. You can Google that. but This show came before that. Yeah, I said this show came before Rock of Love.
0: This show feels way more of a disaster on the first episode. Of, okay, I know. No, it's I agree. It's really
1: hard to say. Listen.
0: Both are pretty disastrous. That first
1: episode of Rock of Love might as well be Ben-Hur compared to this episode.
0: What, Ben-Hur A fucking Caligula? <laughs> sure. Which, yeah, we reviewed before, baby. Yeah. So I just which by don't. we've also reviewed Rock of Love and Daisy of Love.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, a fucking. Trip. Thanks for starting
1: our career, Brett. Hey,
0: Daisy had some bros that we like fell in love with.
1: Actually, yeah, I think we could say we liked Daisy of Love. No, as fucked as that. Calm sounds. Calm down,
0: everybody. Well. Calm down there.
1: So to repeat, from the visionary geniuses who brought you Rock of Love and Daisy of Love, again, is previously reviewed in our archives.
0: Printing and then prior to those. Comes a show
1: where the idea is, hey, man, let's get a bunch of, even in 2005, aging hey, rock stars. Hey hey hey,
0: hey, 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 Did you get the fucking, the makeshift Star Wars style, like, friggin', like, info crawl?
1: Oh, I am going to get to that. Right. I have this whole thing. All right, I just go. So the idea was hey let's get for let's get a bunch of even at the time aging rock stars together to form a super group to save rock and roll and that's the name of the show super group it is, no super band Super What's, group. It is super group. Okay. I thought yeah. starring Superman, Supergroup. super group. <laughs> so let me read you this cast here before we get to this intro. We have Scotty and of anthrax.
0: Why not? Might as well just start reviewing the show and just have the intro of those people coming in.
1: You know what? Fine. So the show opens up with some crawling text and I want to swear to all of you listening right now. Hand to God. I am not making up anything I am about to read to you. Not so long ago, in a city of sin not so far away, Five proven rock and roll warriors. Rock and roll warriors are called to action. Their mission: be called to action. Form a band, write new music, and play a live show before a huge Las Vegas audience. All in just twelve days.
0: All in twelve days. The
1: catch: they arrive with no idea who their bandmates are. They enter as strangers, which is bullshit because they all fucking knew each other. In twelve days, they must leave as a Supergroup. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Unless the cameras are rolling.
0: Unless the cameras are rolling. Thank you, VH1. I
1: almost called you and said, Can we watch something
0: else? I'm like, fuck off. No.
1: So so oh, by the way, this is the best part debatably. The entire time that credit crawl is going through
0: that the epic- credit crawls <laughs> the, you think is the best part of the show. No, no, wow, the, you're no, really the, promising. no the best
1: part of the credit crawl, quote unquote, is the music in the background is that ec- is that epic orchestral piece that's in Space Odyssey, you know that bum bum bum, you know whatever. Yeah. So after a crappy o- animation opening that would make South Park puke, we cut to we. Cu- oh yeah, by the way, they're in Vegas, baby. They're that's in where the show in takes Vegas. place. We see Ted Nugent. Yeah, Ted Nugent. driving. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So we see the first person I introduced to the show is Ted Nugent as he's driving his freaking Gen 1, Generation 1 Humvee to who knows where. He
1: shows up to um, the big VH1 mansion and he proceeds to make fun of the mansion. yeah. He introduced himself. This is the first that well, okay, it's like the fifth, but it might as well be the first notable line of dialogue he says in the show. He says, "The day that Ted Nugent was born was the greatest day for freedom." And he talks
0: about hunting. Yep. He describes his he music. He talks about. I was like, my dad taught me the great glory of that. What it is just hunting? And then we see a video of him like shooting an arrow. I was like, all right, see that would have hit them and that whatever the patella, and then you would hear that animal go. And it was like.
1: Bro, what? He describes his music career as being a spiritual
0: erection. Seriously, how many does he have? Songs that aren't struggle, holding scratch fever. I literally. Tried well, the to answer, to the and- answer is yes,
1: but the answer is also no at the same time. He also talks about his own career and how he's going to dominate the collaboration. And then he starts playing America's yeah, theme like,
0: song. As I talk about my career, I, I don't, I don't compromise for anything. He sure doesn't. Oh, I'm like. How's that going for you, bud? Then Jason Bonham shows up,
1: son of John Bonham. Yeah. He shows up. He's like, he shows
0: up in a pretty reserved, like $30,000 fucking Porsche at the time.
1: Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm Jason. Hoy, I'm, I'm, the son of John a, I'm the son of John Bonham.
0: Yeah, I'm the son of John Bonham. I'm always,
1: uh, I'm always seen as his kid. So
0: almost seen as his kid, but I, I like to try and make sure I play the drums. And that's I pretty been, much his introduction. I've been, been, been playing at the age of five.
1: That's yeah, he did say that. That's pretty much his whole introduction. He's and like, I guess he plays for foreigner.
0: I was like, yes. oh, I guess fucking Jason Bonham. You know Son what? of John Bonham. Yeah. plays John, for
1: foreigner. Hey, foreigner. That's foreign. a good payday. I'd play for well, foreigner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he shows up while Ted is playing. And then Ted starts. Uh, then he uh, starts he's punish- like, "Oh
0: hello, how's it going? My he's, name, my name's Jason."
1: He starts. He, then Ted starts punishing him. He throws his arm around Jason. He's like, "Hey, let's find our soul." Ted keeps talking about about souls. Like, let me turn my amps towards you to cleanse your soul with my l- music.
0: Look, cleanse your soul, with my music. You take, you're like a walking buzzword machine. All right, calm down. And then Jason's like, All right, "I'll hop on the kit." And they're just jamming. Who's the next fucker to come in?
1: Seinfeld, who is in fact related to Jerry Seinfeld. That's from New York. They're second cousins. That's from New York. <laughs> so, the I mean, dude from Biohazard and Seinfeld, man. Yeah. And he's not even the lead singer of Biohazard. Well, Biohazard kind of sort of has two singers, but yeah, he's not the lead singer.
0: Yeah, he's just the basic. He's not
1: Billy Bio.
0: So, yeah, oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) He's not the fucking guy that the band's named after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the other guy who's just all, like, chubby and tattooed. Okay. Oh so. my God. The fucking. We got like. Because they show like video profiles of like them, like outside of like, oh yeah, how they're rockstar. They come as like, yeah, I was going. I'm married to what? Tara Patrick. And we have our yeah. own little pornographic company called TerraVision. And you just see them, just like him and his old lady. You just see close up on their faces and you just hear, uh, uh-huh, uh, uh, uh. And just like, hmm. Like very intensely into the artwork of fucking what he's doing right there. I was like, wow. oh my. He starred in seven of her movies.
1: Yeah. So, the fun fact. So, this is his introduction. I'm going to cover this quick as I can, but beat by beat. He says, All right, this is going to be awesome, or it's going to be some weak ass shit. That is a quote. And he's like, At least he's honest. He's like, Yeah, I'm a platinum artist. I, th- I, s- I thought he said that. I oh. think Biohazard has sold enough records to where they kind of count as a platinum band.
0: Yeah, I, I was shocked when they said that Ten Nugent sold thirty million records. I'm like, what? Who the fuck bought a Ten Nugent record? That means
1: Poison has sold more than Ten Nugent, then. Sure. Well, actually, no, because at that point they were still twenty million records.
0: Hey, we gotta we would have to retreat them out there, buddy. So
1: Evan says, yeah, we've opened up for Metallica, David Bowie.
0: Yeah, David Bowie. Yeah, we fucking play with just whoever. I was like, who is your fucking booking agent? Chili
1: Peppers and Aussie. Also, I own a porn company. I'm like, wow.
0: He looks like he owns a porn company, too. Yeah, you kind of look like that. And then as the show goes on, you present that energy. It's like, wow. If I literally didn't know anything about you and was talking to you for like a minute, I would guess that like, hey, you seem like uh, you own a porn company.
1: You sound like you work in the sex industry. Well, he d- he's more approached, but who was the guy that did that hardcore wrestling bit that owned Richie Black or something? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. He's better than him. So then he walks that in. That we reviewed. So the last thing about Evan about this intro is he, sh- he walks into the mansion, he looks around. and goes, this place is fucking
0: stupid. This place. Every time these fuckers walk in into this very decorated spot, it's like this place is fucking stupid. What's your fucker's pads look like then? I guarantee
1: you the basis for Biohazard apartment. He, ha- I'm pretty sure
0: he lives it's in a New apartment. York apartment. <laughs> so then he says, "Sorry, no luxuries." Sorry, I have to stay in New York. New York for life.
1: He walks in and he says, "I walk in and I see Ted Nugent, and it's laughable." I only know him for cat scratch fever.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> like right I think, there am like, okay. You might be my
1: favorite. I think me and Ted are gonna fight by the end of the day. And I wrote here, he's already my favorite character on the show. You
0: might be our favorite. So he's a lot to take in.
1: <sighs> so then here comes Metal's favorite buddy and VH1's number one uh, go to interviewee Scott Ian.
0: Yeah, then he just like come up in like a normal car. Yeah. Yeah, he, no, no, he came up in an Escalade. No, yeah, I was
1: going to say, yeah, he he definitely came and yeah.
0: He came in. That's always a Tahoe for a second. Obviously, it's a luxury like SUV, but sure. still, out of everyone else, he's so far have come up in a very conservative fashion. And once the first, one of the first things
1: he says, yeah, metal has been like the only thing that's ever really made my dick hard. Thanks, Scott. We're going to be doing
0: a lot of New York accents. There's so much
1: dicks on this show. Holy shit. Uh, okay, so he talks. A ta- lot of these dudes like to talk about dicks. So he talks about a spoiler alert. He talks about how Man Anthrax tours a lot, you guys. Yeah, Yo, so, Man Anthrax tours a lot. We sit here, we play some Thrash metal. I spend metal. maybe two weeks at home.
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, are like you sure? Some...
1: That's another your schedule than Brett.
0: Okay, calm down. There. So Excuse
1: Scott me. marks out for Ted Nugent. He doesn't even. He just they don't like, even show him reacting to the fact that Jason and Evan are there. It's just like, holy
0: shit, it's Ted Nugent. Holy shit, it's Ted Nugent. Thirteen year old, sixteen year old me is like freaking the fuck out right now. Okay, so. Let me set this up. Oh.
1: So everyone, Ted, Evan, and Scott and Jason, they like all drove themselves there, right? Yeah. Like after Scott's done marking out for the Nuge TM, here comes a big, fat, long, double decker tour bus. And out and back, of that You
0: can't even pull into the driveway of the fucking mansion.
1: And then the doors open and Out comes big, tall, six foot three, thick, tight pants, sunglass wearing Sebastian Bach. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why the fuck does he have a tour bus? I wrote here, he's like the second, maybe third most famous person here. I'm pretty sure he's not more famous than Ted Nugent. And you can debate if Scott Ian is more famous than Ted Nugent. Yeah. Or more famous than Sebastian Bach.
0: I think they're all, I think that you know what? Maybe that
1: Jason Bottom's the son of John Bottom. He might be the thir- fourth most popular person here ahead of the biohazard guy. I think all
0: these fools have kind of a level of star. They kind of, they're in the well, same. No, it's, like, of it's, star it's, it's like power. truck, escalade, car, Double-decker tour bus. He's like, Sebastian Bach. He, I was like, These I, people my, are like, showing my up in reacts, reasonable vehicles, hey, and
1: he shows up in the
0: Lex Express. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to make some rock and roll. Look at this house. It's huge. And I just like look at Sebastian Bach like, you can't drive, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to, like, motherfucker shows up in a bus,
1: and I sit there and like, I don't think this guy has a license. Hey, man, show some respect. He was the president of the Rush Fan Club in Calgary. What? No, oh, you don't remember that? That was from uh, when we reviewed Calgary. That. I thought it was some other time or wherever he was from. I just remember. I just remember I brought from that up from Canada. Where, I feel like Calgary's
0: way oh, far away from I fucking he New Jersey. Ca- I
1: thought he said, but yeah, no, he. I, I brought that up when we reviewed his Skid Row record. So he he said Sebastian Bach says his goal is for what he does here to be just as good as what he did in the past. I laughed, and ha, then, he, then he. I'm not making this up. He pulls a Brett Michaels. He says almost word for word, "Hi, I'm Sebastian Bach. I'm the original lead singer for Skid Row. 20 million records sold. 20 million records sold. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you are like, hey, uh, we start with 20 million records sold, and well, we're not ending, but and then now." Almost three fucking years later, 20 million records sold. Did Poison make more money than Skid Row? He was like, hey, deja vu. So I laughed and laughed. And he's like, yeah, we were the first metal band to debut at number one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're the first metal band to debut at number one. And we're just saying just him just going. And then we see him do like a bad rendition of like freaking what Youth Gone Wild. Yeah. He's like, how Like he just sounds so gassed. Well, because they're actually playing the other actual track too, and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. like, "Oh yeah," and they didn't, like go to who's like, "Oh yeah," oh my like, what? Yeah, but he's just like a ball of energy. He's like, "Oh my god, it's Ted Nugent," and I'm yeah. like, "Why do fucking these fuckers really care about Ted Nugent?" Ted Nugent so him. Who did Ted him? Nugent fuck? And like, <laughs> <laughs> and how did it, like get him to where he's at? All right.
1: The answer to the question is who did Ted Nugent fuck is a very interesting story. Yeah, who did he fuck? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, who did he fuck? You get here? I'll take that. So Sebastian says, this is another direct quote. I'm sorry. I know I'm eating up time. But he says, playing in a band with Ted Nugent is like, quote unquote, it's like playing in a band with Santa Claus. Like, what? what does that mean?
0: Dude, I think I literally paused and walked away for a minute.
1: <laughs> you pulled a Vinny. I you was, had to go
0: for a walk. Well, I had to take a walk. I was like, what? I'm like, damn, bro. Seriously. And then Ted just says, who did Ted Nugent like- fuck? And then Ted Nugent says, I feel like
1: these guys deserve me. <laughs> They respect the beast no, no. of the
0: music no, you I create. No, you need to sit there, you need to have that lean back demeanor with all just right. like that friggin' like southern accent-ish where it's just like, these people deserve me. All right. The but line
1: the line is they respect the beast of the music I create. They, they respect
0: the beast of the music that I make.
1: <laughs> what does that mean?
0: Dude, have you heard this fucking guy talk? Nothing yes. makes sense. I'm only just deci- I'm going to decipher enough from the context of, of like whatever you're saying, and I'll just say yes or no. <laughs> That's all I can do. This is
1: the guy that Lips couldn't wait to meet in that Anvil documentary. Well, actually, no, this is the guy he ditched for Tommy Aldridge. So, yeah. so the guys are hanging out. They're like, oh man, this is going to be sick. This is going to be awesome. Scott, then Scott Ian says, hey, well, hey, if we can't come up with something with all of us in this room, we don't deserve to be in this band.
0: Like, okay. Okay.
1: Then walks doc. A guy named, a manager named Doc McGee and his big, bright
0: teeth. This dude. Yeah, thinks- yeah. he comes off like a shitty band manager. You know what? He's got the tan. He comes off like a shitty band manager. And then he comes in and they show his list of bands. Oh, which was fucking hilarious. Please, please.
1: This is the order that they list it. Kiss. Kiss. Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, Skid Row, Skid Row, Ro, Scorpions, Hootie and the Blowfish. I was like, wait, what?
0: I actually paused. Maybe this is where I took a walk, where I just paused like, what? There's a common denominator, and then there's Hootie and the Blowfish. Excuse
1: me. What? I'm sorry. Hootie and the Blowfish? I'm, like, I'm
0: sitting there and i like, I have a feeling this guy had to babysit the antics of Motley Crue. And then dealt with whatever the fuck Darius Rucker did. My man, my man works with Darius Rucker. <laughs> I think this guy hates his life. He had to make himself go on a show. Maybe like, oh, hey, I'm dealing with a chill human being like Darius Rucker. This doesn't seem right.
1: And then he said... Well, let
0: me get Sebastian Bach again. And then he
1: says... <laughs> Oh, we'll get to that. He says, "I've worked with the biggest bands in the business. I've sold. Yeah, who I, are you I've- in the Blowfish, baby? I've sold three hundred million records. I'm like, excuse me, what? what? You didn't sell shit, okay? The bands that worked hard did,
0: buddy. Well, he had to fucking deal with them. Have you met these fuckers? They- Fuck, he had to deal with. Let's re- was, 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 was be real. You literally can tell with the show; these fuckers are not capable of being actual productive human beings. I will never. They need a motherfucker like this to actually even exist. I will never. They are honestly thankful for this guy. I will never see. Except a, maybe Darius Rucker. Yeah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I think Darius
1: Rucker did just fine for himself. He sent like charity records and shit. So hey, good for him. Yeah. I am still shocked. Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm like, what? <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes. Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, bon
0: Crue, Skid Row, the Scorpions. Hootie and the Blowfish.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> Are you? Oh, yeah. Uh, back to the show. <laughs> so- I wrote like a good like six sentences I'm like why is they talking about who and the blowfish so he says hi to everyone they're stoked they're like oh man this guy's awesome he's great oh Sebast- hey yo oh my god you like did so much good work you're and like it, the person to be in the music industry he's like hey I,
0: think, hey I think you might know how to do your job you have Sebastian Baco and they're like he fired me
1: <laughs> why well he I? didn't say it quite like that but that's what it led to he's like
0: yeah he was great I loved him he managed me yeah, for 10 years yeah he's great they but fired he fired me. me.
1: I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and but that's, a,
0: that's funny. That's awkward, <laughs> but funny.
1: Have you looked yourself in the mirror? <laughs> I don't think anyone's looked at Steve at Sebastian Box image more than Sebastian Bach. Okay, back going on. So he says hi to everyone, right? But then... Yeah, every, going, guys? Then everyone... you just
0: have 10 news. Oh, my God. He's the one about... It. He can't
1: tell me anything.
0: He can't tell me anything. He can't tell me what to do. Scott Ian says this
1: man has clout. And I didn't even know clout was in a was a colloquialism in two thousand five. Hey, they're
0: from New York, all right? They're just they're from New York. They're from New York. They already know. Hey, you this know what's are like the two hey, different this is types the guy to be with. This guy's got some clout. There are two different
1: types in New York too, because you got Evan who's like, yeah, I'm from New York. I do porn and shit. Then you got Scotty who's like, yeah, I'm from New York. Uh, hey, yeah, you know, I'm from Yonkers. Uh, you know,
0: and <laughs> is he from Yonkers? I don't know. <laughs> so he just got to like, yeah, I'm from New York, and you got Evan who's like, I'm from New York. So everyone splits, and then you have Paul Stanley's who's like, <laughs> I'm from New York. Also. Oh, oh, like when
1: he's on stage, he's like, All oh, right, yeah, you got y'all Yo, right out. Good time. Where, when he's off stage. He's like, Yes, yeah, so how's going? Ace Freely, you owe
0: me an apology. Ace Freely, you owe me an apology. You got two weeks. You got two weeks to apologize. You're looking for someone, and it's not kiss.
1: <laughs> what a bunch of stupid assholes. <laughs> need, oh my god, yeah. Uh. So, okay, okay, I'll go. So, so everyone makes yourself off at home. This was funny. Evan's pissed there's no
0: TVs. Why is there no TVs? How the fuck, how the fuck am I supposed to nice, jack to really nice <laughs> my own movie? You know he's Do you think porn stars do that? Yeah. Well, oh, no. I feel like Evan would just pack his own movie. It's Like, yeah, that's right. There's a thing of me just
1: fucking tick down my wife. Sebastian marks out because there's a motorcycle in a room. And then Scott Ian's like, oh, I don't ever want you to do that again. So scotty says this is the ugliest house he's ever seen.
0: Nothing of no happens yeah, yeah, for- it's like, hey, did Liberace make this house? And I'm like, it's a very decorative house, all right? There's a lot going on. This house is supposed to fit your guys's personality. Do you do, do you know do you not like the reflection
1: I never thought of, of it your house? Do you
0: not like the reflection or the perception that these people see of you? Does this uh <sighs> does this is offend you? Nothing really happens. Oh, for- man. It sounds like life intimidating, like art intimidating life right now or vice versa. So
1: nothing happens for a while. I just know because I had the because I had already paused for notes a few times. So I'm just letting it go. I heard Ted Nugent say something about like he wanted to see everyone run around naked with Kevlar on their scrotums. I don't know. I want everyone rock around naked with
0: Kevlar on their scrotums.
1: Doc, Doc gathers everyone together. He's like, OK, we got 12 days, but let's focus on writing one killer song.
0: I was like, oh, how are they going to fuck up trying to write one song in 12 days? There's a
1: lot of Ted Nugent ranting and raving about how great everyone is, I guess. Jason The story of Jason Bottom in this episode is he is sitting there looking awkward and uncomfortable. Like, he's just got his coffee, he's sipping, and he's got these loud assholes screaming at each other. Then they're trying to come up with names. So I wrote all the ones they said. Keep in mind, everybody; these are names from oh people. Oh my god! Just don't have, go, if we you need were to, to
0: come up with a sick band name,
1: these are names coming from people who, if you were to add all their separate ages together, they have 200 years in the music industry. Here's the names they threw out: Raw Dogs, Chesty Polar, Venetian Monsters of Doc. Okay, that one was funny. The Situation. <laughs> That was from Evan. The Situation. <laughs> That's from New York right there. I've oh worn The Situation. Okay, that was that was actually I, That was good. I wouldn't name my band that, but I would play in a band named that.
0: Like at that point you need to be an ignorant East Coast like you need to be ignorant East Coast band with that name. And the you can't <laughs> be anywhere else. That only works if you're literally from the East Coast and you look like Evan. Oh my well, so god. so we're The Situation. Let's
1: go. And the last name, my dick. And the last name they throw out is S.G. for a super group. Hey, even proven
0: warriors of rock, you guys. Hey, proven warriors of rock, even they struggle coming up with band names. That's true. Alex and I's like I've been there, trying to figure out a band name. I have a project that I don't have a band name yet that we're like, I still need to figure out. What, another one? So, yeah.
1: So they meet their, oh my God. So they meet their personal chef. I felt sorry for this. I lady. felt so bad for her. The first thing that is said to her by someone, Sebastian Bach says after she introduces herself, she says, Wow, you're the first woman I've seen all day.
0: Wow, you're the first woman I've seen all day.
1: And then after that, Ted's like, Oh, thank you. And you have tell like, How's it going? And then fucking Ted Nugent says, Some ski. Easy shit and at uh, one at one point he said but then at one point in the in the talking head he's like hey you know at this rare moment Miss Nugent has a shot collar on my
0: scrotum. At this rare moment Miss Nugent has a shot collar on my scrotum and she has a link with a satellite up in the skies and just knowing like coming in when she knows when I'm about to do something naughty. Ha 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 ha. This man is very strange. <sighs> Maybe that's why he's successful.
1: Well, you have to be a little crazy in this industry. I was
0: like, hey, you can play guitar, but what do you got? And it was like, I don't know. It was like. Honestly, anytime you open your mouth, it's something. So Ew, yeah. you here, here's some money.
1: So she makes some food. Evan and Ted are literally, openly to her face talking to her how hot she is. Again, like, Evan, my, Evan wow. wow, you're so hot. And Evan's like Evan's hey, telling hey. her, hey,
0: you could be a pinup girl. Hey, you could be a pinup girl. Hey, yo, come over to my studio.
1: Let me get you in a film. Uh, come to my studio. And then you literally
0: just have her just like angrily cooking. It's like, oh, these guys are so much right now. It's like, hey, what's good, it's Oh, come on here. Get some food. What's good? Cooking? Come on. You want to call my studio? I show what's good. It's like, guys, can I just... Please do my job. I felt she so literally just felt one. like I was like, did she look like she's just about to quit when she's hey, you know done what with sucks? that meal? You know, there was some
1: VH1 producers watching this footage back laughing their asses off, thinking this was great. Ha! Ha! Thinking this was great ha! television.
0: Yeah. Let's just have these. Let's just have this one poor lady get sexually harassed.
1: She was literally getting sexually harassed every moment she was on TV.
0: Yeah. Like she's just walking. It's just like, oh, my God. Hey, but that is just Evan and Nuge and Bach. Yeah, box. Ian, tra- box trying to be like kind of charming. And
1: are being polite. Yes, like like box at least trying to be kind of charming. Nugent and Evan are trying are just being full on skeezes. So anyway, um, let me see here. Oh yeah, then Evan starts talking about how she should do porn. Like I said, and then he, ta- he starts that, talking yo, about co- how he does porn. come <laughs>
0: like on, studio. I also do porn with me and my old lady. Sitting then there.
1: Sebastian has a talk where he's like, yeah, I bought a porno mag at an, at a aer- at an airport once. And there's Evan Schlong, right? It's just gush."
0: Go-goosh. that's what he does yeah he's literally sitting there and he's like yeah I was sitting there just looking at a porno magazine crack no I'm like hey that's Evan Slong Go-goosh.
1: Scott and Jason look <coughs> like they'd rather be anywhere else right now Ted's like man if I was younger I'd take her to the sack and then Sebastian Bach of all people if is I like, was
0: younger and I didn't have a shot collar on my scrotum I'd be taking her to the sack immediately and Sebastian Bach of, mama needs the knows I ain't no good I'm no trouble with him. <laughs> Sebastian Bach of all people is like hey uh should we go jam? Sebastian <laughs> so is like, oh, yeah, I think we're here for a reason. <laughs> Let's go do that. Reason
1: this show is just going to be completely reinforcing why my mom has hated Ted Nugent and Sebastian Bach for forty years.
0: Well, hey, how their jam goes?
1: (laughs) Well, so they're jamming, and Sebastian is like kind of
0: trying to take a choice. Like, oh yeah, do the dan 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 whatever. He's like making random vocal noises, just come with melody, and then you just like sitting there, and Nugent's like, yeah, that's great, and you just have Evan going like. Hey, cool. Um, can you like uh actually put a little structure on that? I'm like, hey, it's that's just, too noodly. It's a little too noodly, and um, it feels a little too old school. Just too old.
1: I don't want to be predictable. And you're just like, hey, you shouldn't avoid. You shouldn't avoid A, E, and D because you've done it before. I'm like, wow. He studied at the good friend Dylan School of Riffage. I
0: see. Hey, you shooting on A and E? like, hey, don't matter. All right, hey, how about you get some structure and stop nailing over there? But then
1: there. Ten Nugent of all people's like, I don't want to. He says, I don't want to make something that sounds like old guy rock.
0: But you're literally—it's like, guy have you rock. looked
1: in a mirror? No. So they're trying to figure out, and I don't know about you, but I wasn't impressed with what they were playing. I thought it sounded, maybe it was the recording quality. I thought it sounded like shit. Scott is just standing there. I just
0: feel like no one is just literally everyone's trying to like put their bad two cents in, and not yeah. someone just sitting there taking control. Meanwhile, Scott
1: it. Ian is just standing there with his guitar like this, just eyes wide, just eyes darting back and forth, like he's looking like, "What are we doing, guys? Hey, what are we doing?" Hey, it's
0: like, can we? Be actually productive right now.
1: Then Evan randomly looks at the camera. Speaking of being productive, Evan randomly looks at the camera and goes, I'm going to the strip
0: club. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to the strip club. Bye. (laughs) As I said, they literally jam. Let's just say they jam for like two hours. Like 30 minutes. Sure. And It's 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 like, hey, we can't come up with anything. I think we're overthinking. It's like, I don't care. I'm going to strip club. Who's coming with? And he's bummed because no one wants to go with him except Scott.
1: (laughs) He's like, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Jason goes like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hit the
0: hay. I'm gonna get it just because he quit
1: drinking. He said, so that he doesn't go to places like that. Yeah. And Ted, Ted's old even at that point, you know. And Sebastian, I think, just doesn't want to. So I'm good. So then they're at the strip club with Evan and Scotty. Oh my god! This is funny. the duality of man right here. Scotty Ian is sitting there. He's like awkwardly holding his beard. Yeah, he's just kind of smiling to like, hey, how you doing? You know, he's like, I never really got strip clubs. You know, we were in. I never got. It was
0: like, no, it's like, yeah, I know. You just have like Yonkers over here, just going, yeah. You know what? Anthrax never really got strippers, and we never went home with strippers. Usually after the show, we spend all our money at the strip club, and then we hop on the bus with boners. Evan, meanwhile, he's got two gals. Yeah, on he's him. got gals all over him, and just going. He, like, he's got
1: the sneer going on. He's like, "Hey, uh, can you two kiss? Hey, 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 I want to see you to kiss." Yeah, that's. And yeah, then, that's and then, hot. while all that's happening, we then have a quick shot to Ted Nugent in the bathroom, plunging the toilet because he took a gnarly shit. What the fuck is this show, James?
0: <laughs> yeah, you some dude. <laughs> the news they're at the strip club, and I'm here to show how I destroy plumbing. Ha ha, super group, everybody, super group. So the next day, yeah, we're
1: already on day two. By the way, this is only seven episodes. I forgot to tell you guys. Sebastian is trying to play song police and being like, hey, man, every idea should be heard. Keep this in mind. We shouldn't limit ourselves to like, oh, we need a blues song and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, because you have Evan Sooners, like, I don't want to do no uh, an old school 12 step blues songs where you sit there noodling away. Or I, I actually want to make an actual song structure. So and, Tessa,
1: <laughs> and so after and so what the fuck was that? <laughs> so after talking about how they need to be more productive Sebastian decides to go on a morning jog and another mm. time
0: I was like you know what I'll, I'll feel like we should go on a morning jog who wants to run with me and Evan
1: goes with him but he points out yeah no one wanted to all run together because they thought it looked gay but I ran with him because I'm not gay and I know he's not gay well I don't know he's not gay but I'm sure he isn't and it wouldn't matter if it was it wouldn't matter if it was I'm like thanks Evan thanks Evan And, and then the you just have, yeah, ally yeah, you,
0: of the year and then we see Biohazard bro with his like tank top, his long ass fucking shorts, him just jiggling, jogging down the road. You think he would look more buff? He just looks out of <laughs> no, shape. No, he's a
1: thick boy. Yeah, he's He doesn't like, look
0: that different than me, just a little more muscular. Yeah, I was sitting there I was like, yeah, so this is the porn star.
1: Evan and Seinfeld. He actually has a, which is funny because like Sebastian Bach isn't fat, but he is a bit of a thick oh, guy. Oh no, I, Sebastian Bach's fat Well, okay, he's fat now, but like. But no, 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 he's fit. Yeah, but like, it's funny. because He's he, actually out on a jog. He's having a hard time keeping up with Sebastian Buck. He's like, you know, Sebastian's out here like a gazelle.
0: Yeah, and we just got all this edit trying to make all Sebastian look s- s- shiny.
1: Also, that shit where, remember that bit where I was like, Sebastian was telling Ted, like, yeah, we need to like, no idea should be invalid. We need to do all that. He literally, he literally the first thing he says to Evan when they're out jogging, he's like, oh man, that sounded we sounded
0: like shit yesterday. <laughs> Yep. Like, oh, uh, okay. Well, you think Evan like you think Evan's like going like, we sounded good? Even Evan goes like, we sound like shit. Yeah. So we cut back
1: to the house and Doc is like, uh, Sebastian, you're a half hour late for a band meeting. He was like,
0: I was out on the run. Seb- I'm trying to make sure to keep in shape.
1: Sebastian in the talking head is all indignant about it because he says, a band meeting isn't going to help me look my best in 12 days. I just ran four miles. That's better for my career.
0: That's better for my career than a band meeting. Meeting. And then you went doc the said it was like, oh my, like, wait, come on. It's not like you've dealt with rock stars. 30 minutes late actually sounds early. That sounds reasonable.
1: Yeah. But then Doc, after less... Th- at this point, it's got to be like only 16 hours. Unless it's on his time. Doc is like, I can't do this for 12 more days. He tries to scold Evan, but Evan's like, and eh, you know, he has a point, but it's rock and roll. It's rock and roll. All right. I don't care. Hey, I don't see you dicking down 12 bitches in one Tara, movie. What was her name? Tara... Was it Tara Patrick? Tara Patrick, yeah. I kept want to say Tara Way, but that was Wayne Static's wife. Yeah. So Doc is like, okay, this is a brand. Me- oh my god, these the poor, brand meeting. And then you poor these motherfuckers.
0: Yeah, and then literally it's like we brought someone that actually is like working with people like the Backstreet Boys, and then you just have these egomaniacs going like you're not almost my brand you ain't making me wear any clothes I don't want to wear you're not making me do that oh no no no, no, no. the was,
1: PR um, people walk walk in
0: right say like, hey how's it going what and the they kn-
1: and you knew they were fucked from the jump because the first thing they hear is Sebastian Bach going like hey you guys work the backstreet boys well I'm a box street boy <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I laughed yeah if I was them I'd go like I would have been like can we go I don't I don't want to do this anymore I'm like cool <laughs> Bro. So to to rephrase, these poor, poor marketing people, they get in there and these fucking, I'm going to just say it, these fucking, except for Jason, these poor, these fucking assholes are just massacring these dudes. They're massacring because they, they haven't even said anything. They feel
0: threatened. From what
1: we saw, the way they cut it, they sat down, said
0: hi, and then they got fisted. Yeah, they got fisted, verbally fisted because these fucking senile aging rock stars even Scott he's Ian B-level rock stars even
1: Scott Ian who's like kind of a nicest guy usually even he's just putting him through the ringer like I expected that shit from Ted Nugent or Sebastian Bach you just have Scott Ian
0: I'm from Yonkers you can't make me wear pants <laughs> I, gotta I find am not shaving my office. goatee. I'm not growing my hair out. All right, you can't make me do anything I want. That's literally all of them these are poor saying. Like,
1: you can't make me do anything I want. These two these, and these two marketing people, who you know, again, they're probably used to dealing with like pop acts. They look like they'd rather be in fucking Gibraltar. Hey, by at now. least one
0: person compared to five people. Yes. Okay, four and a half.
1: So Jason's very chill. Jason says like maybe 30 things this entire episode. Ted, but Ted specifically is just like, fuck, dude, he won't he he won't let up. He's calling them names. He's belittling them. And eventually they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Put on some clothes that you want everyone to see in. We're getting your pictures taken for Maxim magazine. That's
0: basically it. Yeah. Like biggest male magazine, Maxim magazine. All right. Put some clothes on. You're getting a news article special. So whatever
1: you what you want They're They're taking pictures now. None of them are good. Sebastian and Lady Valerie, though, they're actually getting along. He's like, oh, yeah, she's nice. She's really creative. Yeah, they're talking about makeup. He does his because own. Because Sebastian's <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I'm an old school 80s glam rocker. Yeah.
1: He does ah! He does his own guy liner. And she's like, wow, you're really good. And then he says, quote, unquote, I was doing this while good Charlotte wore a stain on their daddy's pant leg. I am a glam aficionado.
0: Thank you, thank you, I lo- Sebastian. I love so
1: much. Fuck, you know what? I fucking love Sebastian Bach. Like, I get it.
0: Okay, hey, but out of the chaos, if he keeps hey, up hey, with this hey, pace, hey, 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 out of the, all of the chaotic people that we are dealing on this show, <laughs> yeah, he is the lesser of the evils.
1: Like, if he keeps going on this path and trajectory, I might want to make him the third, the the third member in the Hall of Awesome. So Sebastian comes out and with his with his with his do up, and Ted says, You're adorable. If I weren't me, I'd fuck you. That's
0: sus, bro. Thank you. Uh thank you, Uncle Ted.
1: You know that's how Ted News, you know, one of the guys is like, oh, you know, I ain't gay or stuff like that. He keeps making all these gay jokes. Yeah. So yeah, they have their band picture. It's awful. And we cut to them jamming. According to Sebastian Bach, they've been jamming for five to six hours hours. I'm like, that is bullshit. Okay. So Evan is frustrated and because... they
0: can't make a fucking song.
1: Yeah. Evan is frustrated because he feels like Sebastian is just being a Ted Nugent fanboy as far as songwriting creative goes. And then Evan goes on a thing about how the mixing sucks because
0: they play like the song yeah, back. Yeah, they're playing the song back and he's like, yo, I don't hear any guitar. I don't hear any lyric guitar or any bass in this track. All here's just drums and like guitar. And then later the guy... this poor guy. Yeah, the guy, yeah well, this guy comes up and he's just like, hey, that's just kind of listening back. Well, I want to track and make a demo. Well, we're not we're I- not here to record a CD special like, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Deal with it. Now make it so we can record. All right, we want to track some vocals.
1: So, if the guy is to be believed, he had to redo the entire, pretty much, audio setup of the show so these guys could have some makeshift recording bullshit. And when shit's going wrong, you know, because it wasn't designed to do this, Evan and Sebastian, Evan more so, are getting mad at the audio engineer guy. Like, he's like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing, bud? Why are you doing a shitty job?" And he's like. My job wasn't to do this. And then Evan's like, hey, you need to drop the ads. He's like, my ads." He's like, yeah, I'll knock you the
0: fuck out. Yeah, I'll knock you the fuck out. I was
1: like, man, Evan's, I don't think Evan's my favorite character anymore. Because that's kind of douchey. I was like, Evan, you're on some head ass, Like, okay, Sebastian was joining in. hey,
0: But he wasn't threatening to kick a dude's ass. I would literally have been that motherfucker and be like, hey, how about you fucking engineer? You seem like you're some expert. Oh, no? Well, sorry. How about you educate yourself on this shit? How about fuck off? And they start writing lyrics, just generic stuff about hate and fate and, then, and darkness. And then Evan would then come out and beat my ass with his fucking baseball cock. I'd literally be sitting there, I was like, all right, fuck off, bro. And the next thing you know, I'll have my head smashed into my laptop. So they, so so then, okay,
1: so you know how Sebastian Bach, when this day starts, like, okay, we need to be more productive. We didn't do anything last night. Immediately after this, they go to a fucking club. I was like, "Let's go to a club." And they start autographing breasts, or at least Sebastian does. I've been autographing tits since the eighties. <laughs> I think I'm I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. And then yeah, but then Sebastian gets hammered and there's this there's this crappy local band there and yeah, they pointed out-
0: like like to some fucking cover band playing rock songs and then it started playing like Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Yeah. And you just have Sebastian Bong, it's like, oh, when I heard that song, he's like a... I was like, I have to come up and hop on for the song. And he comes up and he tries to sing it and the dudes are going like um. Um, and then Sebastian's like, "Yo, play the song." Yeah, says, i play the fucking song." And I'm like, "Oh," he's like, "Fuck you guys." And he like comes off, and you have ten you going. It's not every day you get Sebastian Bach coming up trying to sing for your band. You play the fucking song, and I'm like, "I I don't know." <laughs> That's not every day something like that. They no. might even know. Honestly, those dudes might not even know who the fuck Sebastian Bach well, is. Well, they
1: pointed him out. The singer was like, okay, this wouldn't you. That's what Sebastian Bach said. Sebastian Bach said yes. in the talking head. Let's
0: dedicate a Black Sabbath song to, to Sebastian Bach. Bach. Yeah, I don't trust Sebastian Bach if he's just sitting there. Maybe the dude's pointing out. I was like, yeah. And Sebastian he's Bach, like, Bach knew the words, though. Well, literally, like, dude could have been just pointing out in a general direction. I Sebastian will- Bach <laughs> was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He's pointing to me.
1: You know, I will put over Sebastian Bach on this. I don't think he's going to pull a David Lee Roth and get on stage and go, I forgot the fucking words.
0: Uh, maybe not. You know.
1: So, oh, and so, okay. So, okay. So then Scott is like, "Ma'am," because we're talking with Scott, and he's like, man, you know what? I got a good
0: feeling about this. Yeah. They literally walk out the club and say, like, oh yeah, here's a billboard for the show. Supergroup. And yeah, that is like, hey, look, that has all our names on there.
1: And then, yeah, the episode just kind of ends and it just shows clips for what's going to come for the show or whatever, including a shot of Doc saying that a local band on the strip could play better than them. Drunk shenanigans, personal conflicts. And then I think this is just spoiler territory. There's like, oh, yeah, at one point, Evan leaves or they make it look like he does. Ted Nugent being Ted Nugent. Sebastian Bach being Sebastian Bach, and it ends with Scott Ian after he just said, "Oh yeah, I got a good feeling about this." Saying, "Yeah, there's no way this is gonna happen," and that's the show. Stay tuned, audience. I I need what were, I need to find out what this what the show did metrically. Uh yeah, the show was bad.
0: Yeah, it's hilarious, but it was pretty great. Can't wait for the next one. <laughs> I can't either. Can't wait for the next episode. Sit there and I'll be howling, going, "Ha ha, lol." Oh my God. Yeah. How does it feel when you get a room with these ego, these B level star egomaniacs in one room just going off? Like, they can't get anything done. You always said, there like, how do these people write music in the first place? Oh, right. There's these things called producers
2: mm-hmm.
1: that
0: actually go like, hey, can we put a fucking song together?
1: You remember how I told you how with uh, with Skid Row? Because you're like, oh, I wonder how much Ryan Sebastian Bach had to do with the band. I was like, well, I think he had a couple credits, but I think he just showed up and sang. This proves to me, yeah, he probably just showed up and sang. <laughs> because yeah, his and- creative direction was not very flattering.
0: Yeah, and we can see that Evan is the one person that's actually trying to talk about songwriting. It's yeah, the biohazard guy. Yes, the biohazard big peepee fucking
1: porno man. So the so the the sympathetic baby faces on this show are the porn the porno biohazard man who was a dick to an audio engineer. The, the the douchey the douchey corporate music exec who's worked with Hootie and the Blowfish, great show.
0: Hey, well, hey, there's still Jason and yeah, th- yeah, there's
1: Jason who has to put up with all this bullshit. Dude, Jason
0: does nothing. He just sits there
1: and sips his tea. And yeah, like, he, cool. he, he he was literally he's
0: just like yeah, I'm just <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's the show, everybody. That is the show. We will be back next week with that and a review of the Velvet Underground album. Yeah, that's our C-A-R.
1: We're going to close the saga on Metallica and Lulu sort of next week.
0: Technically, yes. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, either way. Other than that, listeners, this is the Triple D Radio Show with their host, James and Edward. I hope y'all have a good one.
1: Adios.